When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Time On. Your say on the news of the day. Plenty to get through as we await the teams for Thursday night's clash to get round four off and running. Your say on the news of the day. Give me a call now. one 736 736 Yes, indeed. Welcome to Time On. Sam Hargraves with you. one 736 736 Of course, Time On. Your say on the news of the day. We do it all for the all-day socks by Underworks. Pass every comfort test. Uh, This was the big announcement today, a topic of conversation all throughout the week in regards to clear air for the AFLW Grand Final. Uh, Nicole Livingston, the boss of the AFLW, did speak today when they made their announcement about where and when and how the AFLW Grand Final would be rolled out. Yeah, look, I think it deserves its own time slot and uh, the AFL agrees with that. And obviously, I think it's music to the ears of those that love seeing um, the evolution of the AFLW. I think we'll look at it as a point in time that actually signifies that everybody in the AFL environment and industry is all in on AFLW. Um, We have 14 of 18 clubs that have an AFLW team and having those conversations with the Bulldogs and the Suns about moving their game was was a simple conversation um, because they both understand the importance of AFLW and an AFLW grand final. So uh, I think it's a point in time where it demonstrates that not only is the AFL all in on AFLW, but so too is the whole industry. Nicole Livingston, the GM of women's footy at the AFL, today announcing that the AFLW grand final will be held on Saturday, April 17th at 2pm in either Melbourne at the MCG or in Brisbane uh, to avoid a fixturing clash to ensure that the AFLW's biggest game of the season gets clear air. The AFL has moved the Western Bulldogs and Gold Coast clash to 1.45 to 4.35pm. It may also be held in Adelaide, just depending on who earns the right to hold that uh, home ground advantage. Uh, Gary and Tim put this on the agenda today and hasn't it really just rippled through uh, the football world? That's the impact that uh, SEN Breakfast has, uh, so much so that uh, Damien Hardwick was asked uh, on uh, the potential of having a uh, loan system uh, set up uh, in regards to the AFL and whether or not we could take advantage um, of what has been happening in the round ball game for many, many years. Uh, and this is what Damien Hardwick had to say in regards to a loan, a player loan in season situation. It's been brought about by the Gold Coast Suns ruck crisis, Brisbane going through a mini ruck crisis as well. This is what Damien Hardwick, the Richmond coach, had to say. Yeah, I would. Anything that gives a young player an opportunity to play the game, I'd love. You know, we've got a young kid by the, the name of uh, Samson. Samson Ryan. I always, he's got two first names. He gets me every... Ryan Samson, Samson Ryan. Um, 
that we'd love to loan them to him. Like, at the end of the day, this kid, we're really excited about what he's going to bring. But we've got, you know, we've got Coleman Jones, we've got Marby Old Child, we've got Sampson. So, yeah, he's sitting there playing forward in VFL footy. So, um, not that I'd like to give him Sampson if he's playing against us. But anything that gives a player to play, the opportunity to play at AFL, I think we should look at. Absolutely. So Damien Hardwick there speaking today at his press conference around a potential loan situation. I'd love to know how that grabs you. one 736 We have the mid-season draft at the moment. Dwayne Russell put on the table today that he would like a, a mid-season trade period where you could actually exchange players to fulfil your wants and needs. The loan situation, I think, can be an absolute winner. I actually think all three are an out-and-out winner. And I love what Damien Hardwick had to say about the more people we can get playing at the level, the better it is. The impact that it has uh, through the lower leagues, short-term pain, yes, because players get plucked out of Sandville, they get plucked out of VFL, they get plucked out of Waffle. But there's only a certain amount of spots on a list every single year, so it regenerates. So someone comes in, but then invariably at the end of the year, somebody comes out, and the more people that have experienced AFL football, football at the highest level, and then go back into lower leagues, whether it be second tier, third tier, back out of the country, it makes all those teams and all those competitions the better for it. So the more people that can experience the highest level of football, the better off. And it should be aspirational. I mean, not everybody's going to get to play AFL, but the more people we can have playing it, the better off it makes the leagues below when cyclically it filters back down and through. Um, it, it, would, it, it is a fantastic point that Damien Hardwick raised. And if you want to see it, and how it works. If, if you want to see it working at, at its very best, then just go and have a look at the NRL. So go and have a look at what happened with Harry Grant. Uh, behind Cameron Smith in the pecking order and uh, Kiwi International, uh, Brandon Hectic Cheese, uh, Brandon Smith, behind them in the pecking order, gets loaned out to West Tigers last year, has a career year, like a defining year. So good was his year, in fact, that he got picked, it gets picked to play for Queensland in the state of origin. One of the greatest origin debuts that the NRL's ever seen. Now comes back to Melbourne with Cam Smith uh, having retired and will only be the better for it. So instead of having to sit and wait for another year and play reserve grade, he goes and plays at the highest level, plays so well that he gets picked for state of origin, and now comes back to Melbourne. It is only for their benefit uh, and his benefit and the game's benefit that that happens. So that's a way that it can work in the favour. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number to have your say on that. MRO News today, Monday's Easter Monday clash. Hawthorne defender Kyle Harding an escape suspension with his striking charge against Tom Hawkins deemed a careless conduct, low impact and high contact amounting to $2,000 with an early plea. Brownlow medalist Tom Mitchell also slapped with a $1,500 fine for striking Geelong tagger Mark O'Connor. Isaac Smith got a $1,000 sanction for misconduct against Daniel Howe. Uh, this was Dwayne Russell speaking about Kyle Hardigan today. I'm a fine guy, I think, for something that doesn't have any force and no injury, but you want to actually tell the world that the action's not right. I'd like to fine for that myself, and I've talked about that a bit on this program. Nick Del Santo had this to say. Do you think Kyle Hardigan gets a fine today from the MRO? Yeah. Oh, just... Yeah, maybe a fine. Maybe that's about right. Definitely no suspension. And we did the game yesterday, and we had a yeah. little chuckle that... You know, our, our great mate Spud Frawley would have appreciated it. There was three or four steps late and just a little clip just to make sure Tom Hawkins knew he was there. Um, it was definitely late. It deserved a 50-metre penalty. I, I can't see it having enough force to be 
suspendable. Uh, I don't think he deserves to have a week off. Maybe just a little, you know, check in the mail on the way back to the AFL might be enough, I think, for Hardigan. Disagree with both those gentlemen, respectfully, and agree wholeheartedly with Andy Marr, where that has to be a week at least, uh, even two. And Gary Lyons said he, he wouldn't have anything against it being a week as well. It's a bygone act from a bygone era when we're trying to... And, and again, we have this discrepancy between non-footballing acts seem to be okay. You can elbow someone, you can punch someone, you can do all that and just get fined. But footballing acts... And, and I'm, again, don't take this as me saying that we shouldn't be protecting the head and, uh, and that concussion isn't the most serious issue facing the game today. I agree with everything we're doing in that space. But we have to also do more in this space, the non-footballing act. You know, I spoke about this the other week when it came to Gary Rowan. When, when you punch someone from behind, there's a word for that. This doesn't have a place in the game anymore. You, you can't be punching people in the back of the head from behind and only getting a fine for it. This is not a crack at Kyle Harding, and it's to anybody and anyone that, that does this. And it's a crack at the AFL for not taking it more seriously because, yes, we want to protect the head and we want to protect concussion. These things can cause all that, but yet it doesn't seem to get taken into account when it comes to these acts, but it does for the footballing acts like bumps and tackles. So where's our priority? I, I don't understand it. I don't know why we, we think it's an... And every time we say it's a fine, we say it's okay. Every time we say it's a minor fine, that's a drop in the ocean, $2,000 with an early plea. Every time we just give it a fine, we say it's okay. No worries. Doesn't matter. We don't care. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jimmy on the road and... Joe and Rover was just about to come to both of you and your phones have both just dropped out. So we will get you back on in just a second. Uh, one 736 736 Richmond, by the way, has just announced its first debutants of the season. Uh, so Will Martin, who was picked 44 in 2019, played in the preseason game. Uh, Ryan Marshall um, was a, uh, a subtly signing. Uh, Mansell, sorry, what did I say? Marshall, did I? Ryan Mansell. It's even written Mansell. I don't know why I've said Marshall. Uh, Ryan Mansell will debut uh, as well. Uh, and Essendon have locked away 2018 best and fairest with the Dev Smith until the end of 2023. Uh, and the Bulldogs have done the same with Bailey Williams, which is great news for them. Uh, Joe Inrover wants to talk player loan system. G'day, Joe. How are you going, How are you? Really well, thanks, mate. What have you got for me? The, the loan player loan system. What do you think? Yeah, I was just uh, had a like a query about it. Say, we'll use that guy that Hardwick was talking about, Ryan Sampson, right? Say he got loaned out to a team like the Gold Coast Suns. He yeah, moves up there, loves it. He doesn't want to go back to Richmond. What happens? What happens in a situation like that? Because I mean, can the trade sort of be done? Does Richmond potentially miss out on a future star player? What's, what's your What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think that's up to the clubs, isn't it? But, but but under a loan, I think everybody goes into that situation with eyes wide open, Joe. I think they know that this is for, for as long as we want. I heard people ring up today saying, well, what if um, an injury happened at Richmond, which meant they needed that Ruckman back? Well, I think you can bring him back. I think it's as simple as that. I mean, you, 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 you either agree to a set loan period or you agree to an open-ended loan period. As long as everybody knows the score going in and everybody's you know signs off on it, then... I think play on. I think it's a, it's a great idea uh, and, and I think can only be of benefit uh, in the overall scheme of things. So uh, absolutely hear what you're saying, but I think that's easy to, to figure out and the devil's always in the detail. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. I'm just, uh, just thinking in that situation because, like I said, if you follow a team and you potentially think that you've got a superstar in the making, you'd hate to, for him to go on loan and then all of a sudden he gets snapped up and 
Yeah, but I guess but, but you get him back that's... though, Joe. That's the beauty of it. You'll get him back. So he goes and has a year playing AFL at a club like Gold Coast, who don't have a ruck at the moment and will not have a ruck for a substantial amount of time. Even you know Zach Smith's four weeks away, but I hear that it could be longer. So he goes and maybe gets those six games that he would never have got at Richmond this year yeah. unless they had the same injury concerns. And if they did, then they can bring him back and he plays anyway. So then you get someone yeah, who, he... instead of having zero games, has six games. Yeah, but what about if he actually really loves it? Say he does go to the Gold Coast and he yeah. loves it. Loves well, the lifestyle, loves the weather, hates Melbourne. <laughs> I mean, what happens then? Well, <laughs> then, then, then if they can organise a trade and want to between the two clubs, yeah. then so be it. Um, but they're under no obligation to do that. It's, it's, it's understood that everybody understands that it's a loan and that he comes back. And he probably comes back with far more experience playing those six games of AFL than he was going to get playing a season of VFL. No disrespect. Uh, thank you for the call, though, Joe. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jimmy wants to talk the loan system. Hello, mate. Yeah, hi, mate. Um, look, it's a nice thought to sort of be able to give a, a you know, a, a player who's not getting a game a game somewhere. But well, I think it just could get messy. I mean, what about the club's IP? You know, so someone goes and plays a few games in another club. Is that sort of you know, little little secret? You know, tricks that a club might have up its sleeve for certain situations and that sort of thing. I mean, what happens with that sort of stuff? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like letting out possible uh, IP, whether deliberately or not, or you know, inadvertently, and and then and they, the player takes it back to their own club. And like the other call, possible injuries, the fans would be. I know it's all in. Yeah, you know, everyone would tick off on the same. But if you're if you had a star player for the, or a future star player and went to play for another team, got injured, if, if your own club fans are probably going to be shirty and there'd be uproar, and I just think it could get real a bit messy. Yeah, maybe. But then again, we've just had six camera, well, six different people followed with cameras through every step of a season. We've seen whiteboards. We've seen you know, inner conversations we've seen in a sanctum. And I don't know what surprises there really are left in football. And when players are moving in between clubs at the end of the year, anyway, what's six months difference? I mean, unless you're going to completely overhaul it. And I know clubs do, they change the way they go about things. But I hear what you're saying. I don't, I think we might be overestimating just, <laughs> just how much sort of classified stuff that there is going on inside of footy clubs. I think, you know, making their mark sort of showed us that maybe it's there's fewer surprises in that world than, than we thought, if that makes sense, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't know. But, I yeah, I think that, yeah, I know what you mean. That was like how many teams, how many clubs were followed through to the season for the Docker? Uh, I, think, I think it was at six, six or seven. Richmond, okay. the reigning premiers, so who everyone's trying to beat, who opened up their doors. Um, Adelaide. Uh, Gold Coast. Uh, I'm, I'm drawing blank. Carlton. Geez, where my, where's my memory gone? I think it was six. Anyway, yeah. um, Joe, was, was, it, was it absolute? Was it absolute unlimited access? From what we're told. From what we're told. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. I just think it could it could just be a little bit a little bit messy. That's all. But yeah, good for the guys who get a game for sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Jimmy. I really appreciate the call. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Uh, the idea of a loan system in the AFL is ridiculous. I don't want no buckled wheel at my club. That's from Chops. I don't know what that reference means. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 In regards to players getting belted from behind, Wayne's telling me to get a tissue, mate. That's uh, sharp stuff, Wayne. Thank you very much. An insightful contribution. I appreciate it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 
is the number. Uh, what better way for a training ground for these young players? And it won't make the competition uh, and won't it make the competition better? Yes, tick, tick, tick. That's from Andrew in Manor Lake. So varying views on the loan system. Um, no way sounds good to let young players have a go. Uh, but just no, I don't want any Bulldog player to another jumper and then come back or worse, not come back at all. There's a draft and a trade period for a reason. Um, uh, and off the text, uh, no to the loan situation. That's for soccer and the NRL. I don't know. That's from Jeff in South Australia. I don't know why that makes it a bad thing though, Jeff. If we've seen it work with success in those competitions, then I don't know why it's a bad thing for us. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Plenty of people wanting to have their say on the news of the day. So Jason, Maddie, Jono, Jess, Troy, John, I'll get to you straight away on the other side of this time on SEN. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, New Zealand 8 for 184, 41 overs in. They're chasing 272 for victory. They need 88 off 54 balls. Australia looking for 23 one-day international wins in a row. Uh, by the way, if you're heading to Marvel Stadium this week, St Kilda v West Coast, download the SEN app and hit SEN Stadium. It's play-by-play, no delay at Marvel Stadium. That's SEN Stadium on the SEN app. It is groundbreaking and well worth checking out. Uh, 0433981116 off the temper text machine. Temper is a mattress like no other. I'm with you, mate. If the AFL is serious, Hardigan should have gotten three to four. Compare the intent and likelihood of serious injury in the two cases. That's from Stu uh, in Mount Beauty and uh, off the text as well. Totally agree about the fines. Fines never stop behaviour. Suspensions do. I love the loan idea, but with a conservative supporter base who still can't cope with players negotiating a move while playing with another club, it's never going to fly. The loyalty onus is so skewed to the players. Paul from Wallen, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. of course, is the number to get involved. Loan system is a good idea. EPL do it okay. If you have a spare ruckman, you can loan him out. Why not? Hi, Sam. Um, have you mentioned Harry Grant from the Melbourne Storm? Yeah, we did. That was the example I used a little earlier in regards to how this can actually work, the loan system. Uh, Matt's in Mount Waverley who wants to speak about Kyle Hardigan. Hello, mate. G'day, Sam, mate. you got to give me a spell. The defenders, they've got no avenue to defend anymore. It's hard enough as it is. It's, not, it's low impact. The two, two blokes are running at the footy. He's putting a bit of pressure on. He's two seconds late. There's no possible... Uh, there's no possibility that he's going to harm the bloke or concuss him. You can't say that with a certainty, though, Matty, can you? You can't say that to a certainty. You can't say anything with certainty. You can't turn around and say that the player getting tackled is not going to get concussed. A player getting, you know, uh, going up and two players going up in a marking contest, you're not going to fall on the ground and he's not going to get concussed. That's the risk in the game, mate. But you can't turn around and make it hard. The blokes can't do anything. They can't hold the jumper, can't come from behind, can't look at the footy, can't stand two metres next to him. The game's it's gone mad, and there's got to be some discretion. Not everything has to be sus- sus- like a suspension. Not everything, mate. Yeah, I just don't think that the fines are working, Matty. Um, and, I, and I think that, well, I agree with you that the defenders are heavily restricted in what they can and can't do. Punching someone in the back of their head is probably not the go-to for me, uh, and I don't know how it's not considered deliberate. It, it, that, that was deliberate. This isn't a crack at Cole Hardigan. I mean, we all have a brain fade, but the action has to be punished properly. You can't whack someone in the back of the head. Um, that, that was and even, and even, even, blokes like B, even BT was saying, geez, that's, that's, that jumps out at me. Even in the call, if you, if you were listening, it, it, it really did startle the commentators when they saw it. It was very late. It wasn't, it wasn't careless. It was deliberate. Disagree, mate. All right, thanks very much. No, yeah. that's all right, Matty. I, I love it. And, uh, and I, I hear you cause there's frustration there, isn't there? And I think the defenders is, are mate. absolutely feeling it. Um, 
And I, I just I just don't think that's the go-to. But uh, I appreciate the call nonetheless, mate. Have a great night. You too, mate. Thanks. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Love the healthy debate. Uh, Jono wants to continue on in that same vein about the Hardigan decision. Hello, mate. Jono, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Far away. Mate, I've got to ask you a question. I hope you don't get offended. No. How old are you, Sam? Uh, Forty. Forty. Yeah. You're still a young pup. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Listen. I, I came back from an era where I watched football from a long time ago before you, and it was thuggery. And I don't agree with thuggery, mm-hmm. right? But the game has been so sanitised now, and it is, it's becoming a non-contact sport, right? If we take the combative uh, out of the sport, right, it ended up being touch football. And it won't be as popular as everyone thinks because, do you know what? I don't agree with someone smashing someone in the head. But if you go up for a spoil, right, there's no guarantee that you're not going to get the head or you're not going to get the ball or you're going to... It just needs to be... We're just getting right away from the game, what the game of football was. It's a combative sport. It's a combative sport. It always has been. We've sanitised it and sanitised it. We've changed it. We've changed it. There's no sport in the world that has so many rule changes from year to year. All right? It's getting right away from what it was. And the younger generation doesn't really know what the beauty of the game was once upon a time because they're now looking at this game that's being so sanitised now. And I, I just think, for you know, you've got 50% of young people watching it but you've also got 50% of older people watching it. Can, and can the I, older people are getting... Can, getting I just ask you, can I just ask a question on that, Jono? So yeah. if, you, if, if from what you're saying, you said that you don't want to see people whacking someone like it was back in the day because that is thuggery. So what's the line then? If it's okay for what for Kyle Hardigan to do what he did, then where is the line? When So you're saying Look, it's, I, it's, I, it's okay to punch someone in a certain situation but not in another? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not. You know what? If Hardigan deserves a fine or a, a, or a suspension, so be it. But you can, everything is split second nowadays. And right, if it was intentional, look at it intentional, whatever. You know what? But we need to be careful that we're getting so far away from what this game was that it's becoming so sanitised now that it's becoming a non-contact sport. Well, I don't agree with you, Jono, because everybody... I mean, we. The game is harder to play now than it ever has been. It's faster, it's harder, no, no, they're tougher it's and stronger. Faster. Hang on, Sam. They're tougher and no. stronger than they've ever been. The tackles are harder. No, 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 Sam. No. Can I have a say? Absolutely. John, I I, I've, I've, I've been letting you Absolutely. have a say. Absolutely. They're faster because they're athletes now. They're not footballers. They're athletes. And they go at a faster speed. And that's why the contact sometimes becomes very controversial because... It's so fast because the AFL wants to make the game faster and faster and Mm -hmm. faster. And all we do is employ athletes now. We don't employ footballers. If you have a look, the skill level is so far down. Because it's a professional game now, Jono. It's a professional game. And it needs to conduct itself accordingly. And I can't... I I understand that you don't like it today as, as you liked it yesterday. But you can't say on the one hand it's okay to punch and on the other hand it's not okay to punch. If the guy makes a decision... You did. You said... Certain things are thuggery, but that one's okay. So 
if a person makes a decision to punch someone in the back of the head, my point is, okay, you've made that choice, but a fine isn't a deterrent anymore. A suspension is a deterrent. But I absolutely appreciate the call and I love the, the passion that you bring. I would love to keep going with you, mate, but there's a heap of people wanting to have their say. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 David in Mernda really wants to talk high contact. Call, Hello, I love... Yeah, Sam, how are we doing? Uh, it's good to see your, your diplomatic side there. Um, hey, I just, uh, for, for, for starters, um, I, don't, I, I think what the AFL are doing, uh, where people keep saying about this change of rules and that it's not good for the game. I mean, if we look back to yesteryear, like they keep saying, uh, when you think about it, Port Adelaide last year would have had a chance to actually request to play off uh, Richmond, again, because they ended up on, you know, at, at, on top of the ladder at the end of the year. So, I mean, Richmond fans wouldn't like that whatsoever, that Richmond would have to play two grand finals in a week. Uh, but secondly, on, on another point, um, just the fend-off uh, with going too high... I've noticed that they showed a highlights package of Dusty Martin and uh, a few... Um, I'm looking at over 80% of those bend-offs are actually hitting the neck or above. Um, is that something that you think that, you know, down the track we're going to have to also stop? Because it is an intentional action, um, but we're highlighting the fact that that, that is OK. Um, I reckon I've seen players be pulled up before if the fen goes up above the shoulder height. So I think if that if that's... If, if you've seen him get away with some, then I think he's just got away with some. So I think the, the palm to the chest is absolutely fine, but I've seen players pinged if it goes up above to that neck region. That should be a free kick for a, for a high fan, Dave. Uh, but I appreciate you bringing it up. Thank you. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Lindsay uh, wants to, from Somerville. Hello to you, mate. Sam, g'day, mate. Look, um, really, I had to bring um, with uh, Jono ranting away there, mate, but he needs to go to a match down near the boundary line and have a good look at what's going on. Those guys are hitting one another harder than they ever had. Sure, there's not king hits happening and all the rest of it, but the game is harder, faster, tougher mm. than it's ever been. I'm in my 60s. I've been watching football for a long time. These people saying that the game's sanitised, get off your bum off, off to the, the seat, go to a match, get close and have a good look. I mean... It used to be just thuggery. I'm an old Fitzroy supporter, and I, I just never forget that there was a bloke called Darren Kapler um, when he was at Fitzroy, played against Dipper every time. He used to tell Dipper up until Dermy knocked him out. And that happened three times that I saw. Dermy KO'd him because poor old Dipper couldn't even run with him. Now, thank God that, that sort of stuff's gone. Yep. But it is harder, tougher, faster, better. Get off your bum, Jono, and go down and have a look and get close. Lindsay, I absolutely appreciate the call, mate. Nicely done. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Max is in Bulleen. Max, stay right there. We're going to quickly get a break away and we'll come back on the other side and, and get your views. Uh, keep the calls coming in. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, welcome back. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Phones are firing tonight, and it's uh, great to see and great to hear. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The temper text temper is a mattress like no other. A couple of other things making news today, just quickly. Daniel Sams uh, over in India, uh, getting set to play for Chennai. Arrived there, uh, has tested positive for COVID. Uh, so that's uh, bad news for Daniel Sams. Uh, the Marsh Cup final is set. The location is Bankstown, New South Wales in, but they won't have Cummins, Warner, Enrique, Sams or Smith. 
They'll play either Queensland, WA or Tassie. Most likely Queensland, but WA and Tassie still a chance. Sheffield Shield final will be at AB Field. Queensland will take on New South Wales April 15th in that game. Uh, let's get back into these calls. You're saying the news of the day. Uh, Max is in Boleyn. Hello, Max. G'day, Sammy. How are you? First time, long time. I appreciate that. Welcome aboard. Sammy, you just got to say, um, been listening to a lot of the uh, talkback callers, um, what Hardigan did, I was watching the game. I don't barrack for neither Hawthorne nor Geelong. I'm a uh, Brisbane Lions supporter. That was thuggery. He was two seconds late minimum, and a week should have been handed out. If my son was playing football today and that was happening, I'd drag him out. And that, and that's the look that destroys mm. the game. Yeah, it, 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 it's... And that's the, the part, I think, where I get to as well, Max, where... I think we, at the moment the the competition for young players is harder than it's ever been. But we, it's not just it it's not just a foregone conclusion that young kids will just go to football now. We're getting big numbers surge because of women's yeah. football, but there's no guarantee that 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 young men go to that because other sports are working really hard uh, at the junior levels to, to to get those people in. They have other interests outside of sport. We can't just take it for granted that young people are going to continue to go to footy. And parents see that stuff and go, don't know. Don't know if that's for us. Don't know if that's it for was, us. I, I went to the Collingwood-Brisbane game last Thursday and I sat in um, level one, um, close to the boundary, and the 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 body-to-body contact, um, um, people say it's sanitised. The hits that those those players mm. get during the course of the game um, is, is very hard. And I r- would rather see that, um, uh, you know, going in for the ball legitimately, fairly, legally, um, no problems. The shirt front, that should be... Oh, I, I hated it when Brisbane did it in the early 2000s because I, I thought the game is better than that. Um, but Thursday night was was a good, hard, clean game. There was no snipes, no hitting in the head region. You know, play, players of like Hardigan, they should be dealt with. They should be at least a week. They keep talking about, you know, we have a responsibility to players and, and to our peers, but nothing's done about it. And Chriso, um, he's, he's actually, it, it, it baffles me how... Mm. Um, the, the suspensions and, 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 and just the, the, the text in, he comes out and, um, and the way they can classify it, it's, it's mind-boggling. That needs to be clarified. The AFL needs to do something about that seriously. Max, uh, well, points well made, and I appreciate you ringing up to making them. Give us a bell any time, 1-300-736-736. Uh, Michael's in Point Cook. G'day, Michael. How are you, mate? Really well, thanks. That's all right. I'm a little bit off topic. I must admit I agree with you about the uh, the game at the moment. It's a lot tougher to play and whatever because of the speed and the contact. But I worry a little bit about the fabric of the game where it used to be see ball, get ball. Mm. Uh, the scenario I put to you is the umpire bounces it in the centre, lets it drop to the ground. No one goes for it because there's no reward for getting the ball. And everyone stands back, waits for someone to touch it, and then they tackle, or it gets dragged under them, etc. Whatever happens now, you see so many free kicks where a player endeavours to get the ball, he tries to get it out, and whatever the opponent comes over the top of him, pulls it back into his stomach, 
the umpire may be blindsided or whatever, but the free kick's paid against him. So I personally worry about the fabric of see ball, get ball. Are you seeing it as much this year, do you think, Michael? I I think that there's been evidence of that in in the congestion era. Are you seeing less of that now that the game has opened up again and the ball is moving around and, and really pinging from end to end? Do you, are, you, are you as conscious of it this year as you have been? I know it's only three rounds in. Yeah, no, probably it, it, it is only three rounds in. It probably has changed a little bit, You, but you, you're still not, in my opinion, you're still not getting rewarded for the endeavour to get the ball and create the play. Yeah, I think that's been a fear in 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 the years that we've seen and and leading up mm. and and then now with a bit of conjecture around the uh, you know incorrect disposal, prior opportunity, things like mm. that. I think that has concerned people. But I, but I would I would think that this year I'm not noticing anything like that. I, I think that the, that when congestion's there. That the intent is the ball and get that out as quickly as you can to use the runners and to use the extra space that, that seems to be there this year. Yeah. Oh, look, I'll take that on board. That's fair enough. The other one I just wanted to mention with this new stand rule on the mark, um, to me, I'm, I've played football. I'm more of a basketball background. If you... Uh, just a clarification on the rules. If you're the player that's got the free kick you run directly at the guy on the mark okay so you get within two meters three meters of him you throw a balk say to the left then you swing to your right hand and you keep on going by the time the the umpire calls play on you've got a three four five meter advantage why aren't players or coaches (laughs) Implementing that. In, in, sorry, I, I just I just lost you for a little bit there. It might have just been my headphones. Yeah, you're right. So, you, no, so you're right. what would you like them to be doing? No, I'm just saying if you're the player that's got the free kick, the mark or whatever, and the fella on the mark, he's told to stand. If you run directly at him, you don't deviate off your course or whatever. You don't go out of that five-metre zone. And you just go straight at him. You get within three metres. You balk, say, to the left. And then you swing to your right. You've got open lane to go. By the time the umpire calls play on, hmm. the guy on the mark's got no hope of getting anywhere near you. Yep. You've gained five, six, whatever metres to dispose of the ball however well, you want. Well, you know? We've seen a few players try to look like they're going to shape the ball to get the player to step off their line to draw that 50-metre penalty out. And mm. we saw Ed Kerno on the weekend actually run a- around in a big arc uh, to get free and then a shepherd come. So there are teams that are looking yeah. at different tactics as, as ways to get the most benefit out of this. And there are those mm. who are looking at the tactics to try and defend it as best they can. And that's going to be the fascinating thing to come over the course of the year, Michael. And, and I'm probably going to have to put my hand up in the next couple of weeks to say, oh, I got this very wrong. I didn't think this rule would have anywhere near the impact that it's had. Um, I thought that the 15 meter man, the, the, the player standing 15 meters back from the goal square would have the biggest impact. And, and I think it still is looking like it, it has had a very big impact, but I might have to be a culpa in the next few weeks. I just want to see what, 
strategy comes from the coaches in the next few weeks because of this. But I may very well be me a culpring very soon to say I underestimated the impact that that rule have. I think I made the analogy that when you're trying to get the best place to sell your house, you don't just put some new curtains up and some throw cushions and do cosmetic stuff. You, you've got to, if you really want to change something and get the best price for it, you've, you've got to do the big ticket items, kitchen, bathroom, uh, maybe restump all those. And that was the analogy I used. And I'm wondering whether I might have underestimated this at the moment. It would appear that I have. Thank you for the call. Really appreciate it. Uh, Paul's in Donvale. G'day, mate. Hello, yeah. mate. You there, Paul? Yes, I'm here, mate. You hear me? Yeah, got you loud and clear. You're on air. No worries, mate. I, just with the standing on the mark rule, i got, I got to admit, when that first came in, I, I, was, I was horrified at that rule. Three rounds in... I'm liking it, mate. I'm absolutely loving it because you know what? I'm loving. The, I'm a North Melbourne supporter, and I know we got flogged, but I'm loving the goals. I'm loving the way it's opening the game up, the way the way the teams can break, and, and even North Melbourne against the doggies. We broke a couple of times and scored goals, and yeah, you know we, we had a horrible weekend. But I think that rule, as I said, I hated it at the start. Now, honestly, I'm starting to love it. Yep. Yeah, Paul. I'm I'm the same. I. I... As I say, I really did underestimate the impact that it was going to have, and I think there's several people in that same boat. And there was a point was made, I think it might have been Gary Lyon who said earlier in this week, When's, when are the people who doubted this going to put their hand up and say, oh, I was wrong? Uh, I am certainly one of those who is looking oh, mate, like mate, I'm going to have to. Right now, <laughs> I'm there with you 100%. 100%. <laughs> the only thing I don't like is the players running around on the mark when they're shooting for goal and they run round, I understand why they're doing it, but the only the only critique I'd have the umpire's got to call play on a little bit quicker. That'd be my only critique. Yeah, and I and I and I think that's going to be something that will tighten up uh, as we we get more used to this being. Uh, in vogue, but it was interesting to hear Ray Chamberlain speaking to Jared Waitley about where you're actually looking in that moment if you're the umpire. So it might just be that they change the way that the three are viewing that scenario at that time, because in those moments, Ray was saying they have certain things that they have to be looking at, all three of them, and they might just have to rejig that a little bit um, because of where your attention needs to be and what your attention needs to be on. Um, but it's a great call you make, Paul, and I really appreciate you ringing up to make it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 is the number. Sam in Ainsbury, stay right there. He wants to talk about Nick Vlosten. We will do that on the other side of this. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the loan system as well. There was a couple of people that rang up earlier. Um, we had a lot of calls coming through, so they just dropped off. But if you wanted to have your say on the proposed loan system. Gary and Tim brought it up today on SEN Breakfast. Damien Hardwick was asked about it and was all for it and even nominated a player that he'd love to give to the Gold Coast to change, uh, to help them out because they've got no Ruckman at the minute due to injuries. So automatically you've got coaches saying this would be of benefit to us in the way that we want to develop our kids. There's some text coming through as well that I'll uh, give you uh, in the across the course of the next segment. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Is time on? You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Couple of big names back for Thursday night's clash: Swans and Essendon. 
Lance Franklin back in for Sydney. Hayden McLean is omitted. James Bell, who was the injury sub as well, uh, has been omitted at this stage, uh, but is named as an emergency. Dyson Heppel back in for the Bombers. Mason Redman is injured, and Tom Cutler, who was the emergency, uh, who was the injury sub in that game, has been omitted as well. Jaden Laverde plays his 50th game. Uh, Collingwood have said that Bo McCreary, pick number 44 in last year's draft, South Adelaide uh, product, uh, he will debut for Collingwood this weekend. Um, He's apparently got uh, a lot of good, a lot of footy smarts. He, he's blessed with a fair amount of speed and goal sense is elite. Uh, there's only three games in the year last year that he didn't kick a goal in. So uh, that just goes to show what he might be able to bring to the table. And they need avenues to goal Collingwood. Uh, and maybe this is one that they might unearth. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number off the temper text. Sam, would be interesting if we put the 1980 Tigers up against the 2020 Tigers. Who wins given the debate on footballers versus athletes? Don't like to get into conversations really about comparing eras because I think it's always fraught, and I don't and you don't want to be disrespectful to those eras either. But if you're dealing with a fully professional outfit versus a semi-professional outfit, I think we know which way that would go, and that's again have nothing but the utmost respect for for those eras. But comparing eras is very hard, especially when one's in a semi-professional era and one's in a professional. I don't even think you could compare them. It's probably why you don't go to your mate who likes to work the stock market on a weekend in his spare time to do yours for you. You go to a professional to to manage your money if that's what you're into. It's probably not the greatest analogy, but it's just off the top of my head. Um, You can't really compare the two, I don't think, and that's the main reason why. One is the semi-professional era. One is the professional era and with full-team defence and uh, everything that comes along with today's um, game as opposed to in that era. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Still some time to take your call. Sam's in Amesbury waiting very patiently. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? Huh? Really well, thanks. That's all right. I just want to bring up how all the hoopla on the media after round one about Richmond breaking the rules mm. and integrity of their doctor and uh, Nick Floston faked the injury. He's actually missed seven weeks since that sub. And I was just wondering... When the media are going to come out and apologise to the Richmond Footy Club and Nick Flosson for questioning their integrity? Did Did you feel that it was the media driving that agenda, or did you feel like that was more of a fans' uh, issue, no. where co- calling the doctor and the players' integrity into question and the character assassination that went on there? I I felt like it was raised as a well, is this an example of where the rule can be taken advantage of? Um, as opposed to those people specifically. I think the example was used, but I agree with you, Sam. I thought that was blown all out of, way out of proportion. Um, as, I, as I've said a couple of times, I've been able to speak to someone in the field and they spoke about the reasons why you take someone off with the injury Nick Bloston had um, because of what else can go wrong. Because of it. You, he could still play, but the likelihood of there then being a knock to it and changing it structurally or any number of different things that can happen as to why they're now using this injury sub um, and why they're so happy for it to be here. This is exactly why it is. So he he comes off, they get a look at it, and then they figure out later that, oh, hang on, it's worse than we thought. So it's actually the rule working. So I I, I agree with you, Sam. I, I think that there are people that probably do need to put their hand up and say, yeah, probably went a bit early on that. Yeah, well, the media won't do it, though. The media drives um, the agenda of what they want to uh, achieve out of it. But, yeah, it's not a good look when the media do it. They're not 
um, question themselves after the fact. Mm. They'll throw the bulbs out, but not take it back. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't everybody in the media that said it, and we're not all sort of lumped into the same bucket, Sam, just like all fans aren't and just like all players aren't. um, But but I think that those who did call it into question, absolutely, Sam, you you make a great point, probably need to say, yeah, I I got that wrong. Um, 1-300-736-736. Sam, really appreciate the call. Uh, That's it for time on. Really appreciate everyone's text and everyone's calls. I'll keep working through a few of them because there's a heap more there. But the Sporting Capital is up next. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91.